You're listening to the Underscore Transformation Podcast, your practical guide to business transformation. Welcome to the Underscore Transformation Podcast. This is episode six. My name's Jason West. And my name's Joe Ailes. And together we're the founders of Underscore. In this episode, we're focusing our attention on vision, objectives, and design principle. So many aspects of functional transformation are unknown and unknowable when you begin. So in their nature, these programs tend to be disruptive, often formed in response to existential threats or urgent opportunities. Um, Sometimes timelines can stretch well beyond annual budgeting cycle um, and information often sort of builds over time. These things tend to put us into territory of unknown unknowns. In these circumstances, what your team needs is clear, simple direction that allows them to make decisions in the moment that will ultimately get you to that destination. So Jason, how do organizations go about achieving this? So it starts off with the vision. Mm. What is that destination? Uh, Where are we going? And being able to articulate that in a really simple, compelling way that that engages people at an an emotional level as well as an intellectual level. So what we Mm. found works really well in in, in the past is um, you've got to um, communicate with people in a number of different styles. So uh, some people will, you know, Mm. respond to things written down others it's uh, having conversations and uh, and talking to perhaps their manager about it others they want to hear from the you know absolute top of the organization about uh, where we're going but i think the key thing is that you you include more than just words Mm. Uh, so as much as possible uh, include pictures that can uh, be a really effective way of engaging quite a large group of people mm. uh, and we've had a, an experience recently haven't we yeah, with a, yeah. A, client uh, ours, yeah. Yeah, a client of ours where um, they, they were transforming their finance function and it would be fair to say there was a, a degree of skepticism mm. uh, about putting 300 finance professionals in a room and asking them to draw pictures because mm. um, you know yeah. accountants don't do stuff like that <laughs> but that's not be stereotypical in this episode it wasn't us saying it was <laughs> it was our clients yeah. they, they were a little bit nervous but they, you know were, what? they were a bit nervous about the exercise wow. yeah it, the, very powerful it was incredible mm. so we had a, a graphic artist come down and he kind of uh, you know we, we got people up uh, you know, groups of people around around this huge room. You know, big big mm. paper, you know, uh, big A zero uh, sheets of paper, and got people to draw out the you know here's our destination. This is what it's going to look like and feel like. Here's where we are today. Here's some of the problems, mm. uh, and then the journey to get from one to the other. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, the ele- the level of artistry that yes. came out of these uh, alleged, you know, sort of reserved accountants was was amazing. Yeah, I think it put, it might have put the, uh, the artist out of work, I reckon, some <laughs> I of the quality so. of the drawings. But actually, that it really helped illustrate the journey that the organization has to go through to, to get to that end point. And actually, what was really interesting about, um, about this particular exercise was that actually everybody could relate to every image that, that was on that final... Um, picture and, yeah. and that picture actually is being used um, throughout the program as uh, as their um, their vision. So it's actually um, words almost uh, are insignificant compared to what that picture is actually um, actually illustrates. It's it was really really interesting. Very it's an exercise that we've done with twice now and yeah. and, and it's proved um, very very effective in in helping the the in the, in this case the CFO illustrate um, um, 
where where the organization wants to get to. Yeah, but vision only really gets you so far. Yeah, you, know, you you you've got to make sensible, appropriate decisions along the way. So, uh, one way of um, providing that guidance to to the the program team as they're thinking through, well, what what are the things that we we need to 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 decide on? What are those you know new processes, new systems, new policies, mm. whatever it might be, uh, is around the strategic objectives. So the, these really do need to be well thought through. Uh, you shouldn't have perhaps too many you know no, they've got to be right. strategic they've got to be at a you know pretty high level but but they've got to be smart they've got to be specific they've got to be measurable uh, they have to be achievable uh, relevant and time bound mm. and it's really important to land those objectives with key members of your leadership team so actually putting owners against specific met metrics or specific objectives really helps to um, gather that, you know, ensure ownership um, and that there's somebody that, you know, feels personally accountable for ensuring that that gets delivered. Mm. Very outcome-focused, these objectives need to be, don't yeah. they? They are, they're not your um, how you're going to execute your change. It's what are the outcome? What what's what's the destination going to look like when we get there? So yeah. the transformation is going to take us along this path. This is the vision that I've set uh, that I've set out, and these are the outcomes that we're going to achieve once we get there. Yeah, and actually sometimes even beyond because you don't achieve those strategic objectives um, at the point of where when you go live with that transformation or system implementation or whatever change you're you're executing. Yeah, and uh, you know some of them you might actually deliver before you know a big bang of yeah, technology. You know that's they true. really are those key milestones along the way. Absolutely, um, and linking your your benefits realization to those those milestones is yeah. uh, you know an essential way of ensuring you actually deliver your business case, and they they do help during design. Uh, meetings, yeah. you know, if you ha have them there, you can say, you know, let's, uh, you know, we're talking about a particular point. You know, do does this take us further towards or maybe further away from from some of these strategic objectives? Mm. Um, and it can you can get into a bit of conflict between different objectives at times. Uh, and I think really that's where the design principles think act as a compass. So if your vision is your your ultimate destination, your strategic strategic objectives are your kind of milestones along the way, then the design principles of the compass that help yeah. people kind of steer steer their way towards those objectives. Yeah, and, 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 and these are so, so important. So design principles, these are really important because actually it's a way of translating um, at, uh, at a program level further down the organization um, into, into uh, language that actually people might understand. And actually sometimes strategic objectives, they're not, um, they're quite confidential because there's mm. some um, potential, you know, maybe be restructuring, may it be um, efficiency, efficiency objectives that yes. you don't necessarily want to expose to to those involved in the, in, in the project. So absolutely, is a key objective of the sponsor. Um, but sometimes it's difficult to be totally transparent about what the program is trying to achieve, especially when there's if, in, efficiency uh, associated with it. So the the design principles is a, an easy way of translating some of that. Um, the strategic objectives into into op operational design thinking for, for yeah. the team. I think it's important to think about the number um, mm. of, of design principles that you have. Yeah. You can have too many. <laughs> yes, and, you know. uh, and if they start becoming conflictual with each other, you, you're doing something wrong. So they yes. have to be complementary. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's an area that it's always worth spending the time here and getting people engaged 
in mm. in laying out your design principles you know you you need to have um a real really clear understanding of what the objectives of the program are so some of it to your point earlier you yeah. you can't go too broad with with these kind of principles when you're putting them together but actually getting input once you have some of those principles and kind of just road testing them out there but when we think about the number of them you know you you don't really want any more than nine yeah. uh, you probably want somewhere between what, four and eight yeah, ideally definitely, yeah. um you know the, it, it it becomes a bit too difficult to keep them all in your mind mm. when you're uh, when you're you know in a design workshop or you mm. know you're 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 thinking about how you're going to you know map out your your future process for whatever it might be but actually having them uh, a, a kind of a combination of simple statements um, uh, with then kind of a bit more further information and a further description against them. Uh, so the the kind of six or eight simple statements are just mm. really easy to refer back to, but then there's that kind of further description that sits behind yeah. it. And, and having them uh, you know, printed and up on the wall. Available all everywhere. Your, all so. your... All your program meetings, all your design meetings, um, that that you have that just constant mm. touchstone to go back to. You know, mm. we're you know we're sitting in a design authority and we're trying to uh, mediate between the demands of one one process mm. owner versus another. Well, you know what, your design principles are going to yeah. help you. You're listening to the Underscore Transformation Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Underscore, the transformation capability specialists. To find out more, visit underscore-group.com. And actually, another point that's uh, that's, that's also important uh, when you create your design principles is actually prioritize them. Yeah. Yeah. In design, in design workshops, you are going to come across conflict. It's it's normal. But then you you refer to your point, having these things in the room on a wall. You make people, you refer individuals to it and say, actually, do you know what? We're debating about something that's priority one versus priority seven. So priority one stands, so let's move on. Uh, it's really, really important that you use these design principles to unlock debate. Stop, yeah. you know, allow the program to move, allow your design to take to to, to progress. Um, and this is our point, is stop, stop dying in ditches over things because actually what the, the executive agreed is I want to... On a vision that gets us to A, uh, so there's a set of strategic objectives that we're going to deliver um, when we get there, and these are design principles that are going to support us uh, making the right design decisions to achieve our strategic objectives. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it, it just allows fluidity into the whole design of whether it's po- um, policy, um, process, technology, uh, operating model, etc. Yeah. So it's important not to put your design principles in a drawer after mm. you finish the design process you know they really do need to be an active part of your program e- even through to to you know your change management if you're thinking through how you're engaging people and the communications mm. you're putting out there how does that align to the design principles that you had on the program so if if you had a principle of uh, I don't know keeping it simple yeah. for example and you have really Complex, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Complicated uh, yeah. your process or your policy, yeah. yeah or yeah. You're, you're communicating in com- complex language, yeah. Uh, you know that really doesn't it doesn't yeah. line up. You're not walking the talk. That That's a really interesting point, actually, because the design principles not just in terms of what you're implementing. You're, mm. it's, it's, you're right. It's taking it across the entire program, isn't it? Yeah. It's about taking that that um, design principle and applying it to your change. What I think is also important is. Um, the design principles must never be put in a drawer. 
Yeah. They must be lived and breathed throughout the, uh, the, the life cycle of the program. But so will the strategic objectives. Yes. Uh, the audience that um, has visibility of those might be slightly different audience to those that are involved in the design. Mm -hmm. um, but they're the, they're, they're, they're the exec steercos or the sponsor's compass in terms of what stays in scope or not not in scope. Yes. Very uh, very often um, we see the pressures of, of a particular sort of system implementation or a particular um, um, some sort of transformation. Yeah, launch you know, of a shared launch service a, launch center. A, exactly, launch of a shared service center. Be, that yeah. drives the individuals in the project to make a set of decisions about what goes into scope and what comes out of scope. You, you need to use your uh, strategic objectives as a tool to help you validate whether something stays in scope or not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the exec, the, the exec must always, always have strategic objectives in the forefront of their mind when they're reviewing a pro, the progress of a particular program. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's all too easy for the people that are delivering that program to get fixated on what they're doing right now and what's just around the corner mm. and this risk or that issue that they're managing. It can be so easy to get lost in the mm. detail of just managing the change that you kind of lose sight of why, why <laughs> and what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a key role for the exec steerco and, and the operational steerco yeah. as well. I think the the other place that um, design principles kind of come come to the fore is in testing. So actually, as you're testing your new processes, your new systems, that you actually give your test manager your your design mm -hmm. principles, yes, and, and actually say, look, you know, you're, you're going to be looking through this stuff. Um, you know, you're, you're you're looking you're looking for defects and those sorts of things. But actually, you know, are we meeting these design yeah. principles? Are we being Where are we deviating? Mm. Um, and any decision to deviate from a design principle really does need to be thought through very carefully, as, you, as you've said, um, but also keep a record of it. So we've made a conscious decision to break with this design principle in this specific instance because of these good reasons and actually document that. Mm. So it can be so easy for it to be obvious at that point in time where you make the decision. Um, but you know, three months later, after you've gone live and all the, the consultants and the contractors have mm. left, that decision just becomes utterly unfathomable. Yes. Yeah. So actually having that record, and I think that's true of nearly all decisions on a mm. program, that you you have that discipline, that you, you have somebody that's there tracking the decisions, mm. why they were made, who made them, uh, and, you know, sort of when, where, how, who, mm. what. <laughs> yeah, and um, and even beyond go live, actually, um, like you said, um as you're as you're migrating whatever change you're uh, you're implementing into into some sort of BAU, mm. um, and nowadays with SaaS technology, as we know, it changes, it evolves every, all the time. Yes. Um, yeah. So actually, the next release of the product uh, that brings about new functionality uh, and new pro on, on yeah, new modules, etc., keeping those design principles forefront of your mind. As you're like like you outlined earlier, as a compass that helps you make the right design decisions, uh, will will help you embed the change that you've initiated. Yeah, absolutely. So, in summary, um, vision is absolutely critical. Uh, it, it needs to describe your destination with real clarity and uh, engage yeah. emotionally. You know, use words and pictures and engage as many people as absolutely, possible yeah. in in helping you de describe what that journey is going to look like. You, you absolutely will have 
the the destination in mind, but you don't you won't have the detail about how things operate in reality. Those individuals across the organisation will. Yeah, yeah. Strategic objectives absolutely key. Make sure they're smart. Make sure they're owned and somebody mm. is accountable and holding themselves to account for delivering them. And, and design principles are going to help you guide your way. Um, it will help your team make decisions in the moment, but really invest time in this area and be mindful that there's no conflict between the, the mm. different design principles. Also, don't have too many. Yes. Uh, and you know those three things will absolutely help you get to your destination in the best shape possible, um, will help your team make decisions in the moment when you know you as the sponsor can't be across everything. Uh, and they're fundamental to the ultimate success of your program. Th thanks, Jason. So next week is the all important topic of governance and decision making. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. So please contact the show via Twitter at underscore comms, our WhatsApp group, or via our website, underscore hyphen, group.com. Please remember to subscribe and share. Thank you very much.